0: Welcome to Share a Story Podcast. I'm Lorraine.
1: And I'm Darian. Now the Share a Story Podcast is uh, a project we thought up because we realized how important stories are to people's lives. How they can really change, really uplift, empower and and heal. So we decided we wanted to share stories that have meaning. uh, Stories that that have touched us in some way, or maybe that we think will touch the other in some way. We are a married couple. We've been married for, what a, it'll be eight years in August.
0: Won't it be nine years?
1: Yeah, the better part of a decade. Just through a lot of our experiences, we've realized that stories have really changed the way we see the world. It's changed who we are.
0: And I think that's true for for everyone. I mean, we have history classes in school. When we get together with friends or family, there's always some kind of story we're telling because we are beings founded through stories. We are beings who, like Darian said, prosper, grow, heal, and do all those amazing things as well as negative stuff, right? We are, we have bitterness and other things, everything we do everything we are and say and become typically seems to be based off of a story of some kind.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that our brains naturally turn things into stories. That's kind of how we make sense of things is it's stories. Mm-hmm.
2: So,
0: so what, we, what we plan on doing is sharing stories that we've heard or that's impacted us, stories or experiences, because that's still stories. And uh, maybe sharing the story of others. Yeah. Right? Like inviting others to share a story with us as well. Yeah.
1: I I think principally it will be you and me sharing stories with each other. Um, We also want to share some of the stories from our community that get sent to us. And we also might have guest storytellers on the podcast from time to time. Uh, But mainly uh, you're stuck hearing uh, our voices.
0: <laughs> all right, babe, what's his story?
1: All right. Okay. As you know, I've been kind of excited to share this with you. Yes. I remember. Um, now, actually, I'm going to share one story, but I'm going to share it with you two times. Okay. I'm so, curious. All right. Okay. So I just sent you a link uh, to the story I'm, I'm going to show. And we can put this in the podcast description. But the, uh, the website is talesfantastic.com. Okay, so a little bit of background on this story. Uh, this this is a story, an original story written by my sister. Uh, her name is Manel Oliphant. And uh, she... she it, anyway, this is just a great story. It's about this character named Mrs. Meyer. And about her project. So she always wants to tell... like she She uses this to create stories, to share stories that have some kind of fantastic element. So... Maybe it's magic. Maybe it's science fiction, uh, and they're just short stories uh, with an illustration. Because she, uh, it's first and foremost an illustrator. I would say. So, do you have that pulled up? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, do you see that picture? Yeah. Do you want just, to just describe the picture to our to our uh, listener?
0: It's an elderly woman who is probably in her 60s, seventies, who's playing an
3: organ, and she has an expression on her face of just sublime enjoyment. Sure, sure. And, yeah, should I describe her clothes, her looks? Uh, maybe just
1: describe, uh, can, can, you, can you tell from this picture much about the setting?
0: It looks like it might be some kind of church or, well, at least, or cathedral. It just looks like some kind of church background. And there's light on her, but her background's a little bit darker.
1: Okay, yeah, that's, that's really good. I think that's perfect. So it starts out, Mrs. Meyer climbed the organ loft stairs. Her feet settled on each step behind the click of her cane. Her eyes didn't do the job they used to, but her ears were still sharper than the tune of a beginning violinist. A bit of sun bounced down from the door at the top to light the dim shaft just enough. Besides... Her leg muscles knew the stairs the same way her fingers remembered box, uh, <laughs> toccata and fugue in D minor. She clambered into the light and squinted down from the organ loft over the church's nave, five people scattered around the pews, typical for a Thursday morning. She squinted harder and recognized the tops of four heads. The last person was unknown to her. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna s- skip around a little bit. But what she does here. Is uh, she kind of glances out at each of these five people that are that are sitting listening to her music? Knobbly fingers took their position, and Mrs. Meyer began her favorite hymn, "Abide with Me." Do 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 do. Uh, musical chords replaced the silence with something new. Sounds with meaning filled the church. As she played, Mrs. Meyer thought about Maria. She sat third row on the left, her usual spot when she came to church. Mrs. Meyer knew she worried for her teenage boy, a rebel who ran with the wrong friends. And so then it it continues on. And Mm -hmm. she just kind of has this moment where as she's playing, she thinks about every single person in that audience. And she just tries to put meaning into her playing for that particular person mm. does that make sense mm-hmm. yeah um she'll, she'll try to send out good feelings towards them or, yeah. or, or or whatever right so um and once again i i think that our listener should reach out you know check out this story on on their own if they want to so uh, once again we can put the the link in the description so then it kind of comes to That last person, the one that she didn't know, and she says, "Um, After a quick pause to pull some stops, she launched into a loud organ symphony, through it, she pushed the feelings she wanted to convey to the stranger. Since she didn't know him or his troubles, she put into the song everything she knew a person craved. Love, companionship, happiness, joy, and belonging. She played every note, chord, and interval with the intent to help and heal when the song required softness she remembered quiet nights holding her babies then she crescendoed into memories of weddings new grandchildren and even funerals when the last chord thundered through the church with its loud thwang she felt both depleted and elated she played one more hymn come thou holy spirit come and paused to let the silence blanket them once more she took a few deep breaths stood and looked out over the nave one more time. Maria had left. The whisper-whisper of the old folk's gossip drifted through the air. They hadn't noticed the music's absence. Mr. Hardham sat unmoved on his bench. The stranger was nowhere in sight. Sigh. She gathered her music and made her way downstairs. People didn't always want what you tried to give. You can only help to the extent they allow you to. So she feels right now that even if she put her heart and soul into her music for the sake of these people listening, right? And she felt like she didn't get the response that she wanted. She wanted, I guess, some sort of indication that it had meant something to somebody, right? Uh-huh. But then, it, and then she goes into the foyer and she says, A man walked up to her. He was young, in his 30s maybe. Smiling, he took her hand. She saw from his red-rimmed eyes that he had been crying. Thank you. I had a magical moment today because of your beautiful playing. She smiled back. You're welcome. He nodded, donned his hat, and with a whoosh, thunk, he was out the door. Mrs. Meyer grinned. She helped one person with her music today, which was plenty enough for her. She taught at home, all while making plans for the music she would play next time. So that's, that's the end of the story. <laughs> that's cool. Right? Okay. Uh uh-huh. what, what did you think of that story?
0: It's a cool story. I think... Um... Okay, so while you were t- telling the story, I was trying to think uh, what you got out of the story. The reason you felt the desire to tell it. Okay. And it made me think about the fact that she was doing some kind
3: of storytelling in her music, maybe.
1: Okay, okay.
3: Um, I, I just think that's cool because it makes me want to add... Meaning to What
0: I do like with everything you do you could add some kind of meaning it doesn't mean it will mean exactly that to anyone else But I think it changes the way you
3: you approach things when you do
1: sure sure, okay All right, now I'm gonna tell that story again Okay All right, so while I was Talking to Manel about this, you know getting her permission to eat, Actually, no. We were talking a few weeks ago about this story, um, and she was telling me a couple years ago she had gone to a writing retreat, and during this writing retreat they had done some readings. You know, everybody stands up, reads some of what they wrote. So Manel decided to share this story, the one I, the one that we just talked about. So she she got up, she read it, you know, and then. Because it's polite to do so, everybody clapped and, you know, and she sat down, but she just felt like it didn't connect the way she wanted it to, you know? So, I mean, like nobody really said anything to her. Nobody said, oh, I liked the part where you blah, 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 you know, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. No, Mm -hmm. she she didn't really get that response. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she just felt, okay, that I guess that wasn't good writing. I'm not a good writer. You know, she just <laughs> felt kind of let down. Oh. Right. Isn't that isn't that sad?
0: Because she started making a story in her head of why others did not respond to her. Yeah. Like, you know, it's something expected.
1: that she put a lot of work into yeah. to try to help people and she felt like it didn't help people. It it, it, yeah. it didn't connect the way she wanted it to.
0: Yeah, I think we all including the audience have had some kind of experience like that yeah. where something we did said did not enlist the kind of reaction we expected or wanted. Yeah. And it makes you question.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fast forward one year. She, she goes to the writing retreat again. And this time she doesn't even participate in the reading because she just feels so... I guess, self-conscious about it. She doesn't, you know, she had this experience last year where it felt like, oh, nobody liked my writing. I'm not even going to read this time. And then a few weeks later, maybe a month later, somebody reached out to her who had been there that first reading and said, hey, I really liked that story you shared about the organ. I actually still think about that sometimes. Mm. And so we, we were talking about, you know, so, that, so that's what Manel told me mm-hmm. is, is this event. And then while I was looking for a, sh- a story to share on the podcast today, I realized that what Manel had experienced was the exact same thing that her character experienced playing the organ mm-hmm. you know she put her art out there trying to uplift trying to enrich and she didn't feel like she did but then after the fact one person reached out and said hey that meant something to me that's cool yeah and i think that a lot of times when we, when we do work, you know, and it could be any kind of work, even just having one person appreciate what you do can make all the difference to the person that's doing the work. Like, Oh, I'm, this is making a difference to somebody. I feel like I can keep going. I feel like it's worth it to, to put my heart and soul into what I'm doing.
3: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah,
0: and I think what's interesting about it is that sometimes we actually don't realize the impact what we're doing, writing, saying, whatever is having on someone until we do get discouraged and stop or about to stop, you know? And just because sometimes people don't reach out to tell you, hey, this really moved me. Hey, I really liked it. Sometimes it causes people to think, and it just takes time for them to process it. Or really, it's just hard for them to reach out and
3: say that.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: And um, and I think, I don't know. I, it just made me think that.
2: Okay. Okay.
3: Cool. Well,
1: anyways, that's, that's my story. I hope that it meant something to you. I hope that it meant something to our listener. Mm-hmm. A good story it's oh. a good
0: reminder because i think that's continual um you know it's interesting because one of the things that occurred to me you know we're parents and our kids are quite young right now there is no way they can express for the most part their appreciation of our parenting <laughs> skills <laughs> which is always a work in progress
1: but yeah they just they just see the fridge with the you know hey where's the milk well you drank it yesterday kid and i didn't have time to go to the store <laughs> yeah. and it's
0: constantly like <laughs> where's this thing i need or um you know they they don't ask you to become better parents but they're not in a state of mind of expressing gratitude yeah they say please and thank yous right they're very polite but um it's interesting because I remember thinking one day, well, you know, I guess I'll know what kind of parent I am when they're older and they either need counseling or, <laughs> or, or they, they express gratitude, right? But the other day, our little three-year-old turned to me. I don't remember what we were doing because it wasn't like I was doing anything particular for him, uh-huh. but he turned to me. He said, mama, you're a nice girl. you know you're a nice girl and yeah it's such a simple word but it meant so much to me yeah that he felt i was kind to him at least yeah Yeah. and i was like okay if i can at least either teach my kids kindness or help them feel loved then those little moments along the way are not big thing right it's not like a declaration of you are one of the most amazing moms ever, but it
3: is. It is a hint to how they feel about the
0: kind of mom I am. Yeah. So that's what th- that reminds me. That that's <laughs> what that story reminds me of.
1: Cool. Awesome. All right. Love. What? Uh...
0: Well, I debated about this in the podcast whether it would be a good idea for us to focus. And one story, or one topic, or one thing, or what we had decided is to each tell a story of in some form or another, and um, you and the audience can let us know how you prefer to hear this, whether you prefer one style over the other or a mix of both. But
1: yeah, sorry. Can you just say style one would be
0: style one would be you share a story and then I share a story. What? Which is what we're gonna do today. Our style two will be one person tells a story and then we discuss that.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Right. So that's not or or we stick to a specific topic for that day and whatever story that.
1: Oh. Falls so, into. Okay. So or are you saying dates too? Okay. I think I get it. So, no, the first way we just tell a story, talk about it. Mm-hmm. I go first. You go for uh, yeah. second, or vice versa, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Second one, we only tell one story, or we both tell a story, but on the same topic. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, like a topic. What What would be like some topic examples? Parenthood,
0: <laughs> war, I guess, like any. Yeah, yeah. It could be that, or it could be some topics given to us by the listeners oh okay or anything like that yeah
1: okay yeah that makes sense um yeah let us know what you prefer um dear listener and yeah i guess we'll we'll see what people like so yeah so today um
0: we're gonna jump to my story though.
1: yep so okay. look forward to that after this
0: hello dear listener Join our Patreon to support the show and to join a community of amazing storytellers or people who are interested in learning more about storytelling. If you are a writer or a performer or make up stories in any way, you will love this community.
1: Yeah, I'm super excited to launch this community on Patreon. I think it's going to be so fun to talk about storytelling with people. Talk about like, how you make a a compelling story.
0: When people think about storytelling, they think about writers. They think about professional storytellers who tell stories on a stage. They think about actors, actresses. They think about all these things. They don't realize they themselves are constantly telling stories. They are storytellers. When you tell a story, you put either positive or negative energy out there. Someone can learn from your story. Someone can feel better from your story. Someone can be motivated or inspired by your story. Someone can fall in love with you and your stories. I fell in love with my husband with one specific story. Well, I started falling in love with my husband with one specific story he told me about that showed me his admiration and love of his mom and sisters. And when I heard it, I thought to myself, this is a man who knows how to value a woman. And that's the kind of feeling I want to have when I'm married to someone. And so I put him in my heart as like a great, great possibility of marriage. He had great marriage potential. So if you are a parent, if you are a teacher, If you are a romantic, if you are single and dating, if you are married, if you are, if you are at any stage of your life, you are a storyteller.
1: So one of the things that I was able to do, let let me tell you a little bit about what happened with our son. He's five years old and he has been terrified of zombies. It got to the point where he couldn't sleep in his room without one of us being in there. We had to sneak out after he fell asleep and hope that we didn't fall asleep ourselves. It, it, it was just really bad. And then finally I realized I could I could tell a story about zombies and completely change the way he thinks about zombies. And so I came up with this story. Once again, using what I learned about how to craft a compelling story. So, I made up the story about a zombie that wanted to steal all the chicken noodle soup in the entire world and put it in a rocket and blast it off into the sun so that it burns up and then the whole world doesn't have chicken noodle soup anymore. And if you join Patreon, I'll tell you more about what happens in that story and how it helped my five-year-old realize that he can be scarier than a zombie.
0: Patreon is a platform that mostly a lot of artists use for people to donate to their work. And there's different tiers, so to speak. It's like different levels where you decide how much you want to contribute to someone's work, someone's uh, creativity. It's usually on an episode or monthly basis, Just check it out.
1: To support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash shareastoryfm. Uh, Look for our Blue Sun logo. And we would love to have you join our community. So hopefully we'll see you there. All right. And we're back.
3: Okay. So my story, I actually have two stories.
0: One year I had a roommate. There was, uh, I think, five of us living in a really beautiful, big home. And um, one of my roommates was a marathon runner. And she wanted to do this marathon in Arizona. And we, uh, two of us, decided to drive with her. And uh, it was really an interesting moment, an interesting trip, obviously, very fun. And our way back. I was driving and listening to a book. We were all listening to a book on tape called The Alchemist. It's a very famous book by Paulo Coelho. I have a hard time saying uh, the last name. But one line, to be honest, I had a hard time hearing the story between the noises of the car and everything that was happening. I really had a hard time. But uh, this one part that really sticks out in my head and the story was when, when uh, it said, and when you want something, all the universe conspires in helping you to achieve it. Mm. And it just, I could not stop thinking about that. Days
3: and weeks, I could not stop thinking about that. And I realized that You could have, be whatever you wanted. I was more focused in the
0: having at that time. Um, Of course, I believed that I could become whatever I wanted. Of course, I believed that I could achieve whatever
3: I wanted, but there was just that mindset shift that said it wasn't just about the career, per se.
2: Okay.
0: It could be. It, it, it's pretty much about anything. Like, you decide. You just have to decide what you want to do. And then everything, if you put yourself in a position, I guess, everything will conspire in helping you get that. Uh, the storyteller just... There was just so many stories where this person wants this thing, but was too busy being comfortable in his life to do it. That you, if you can become and achieve whatever you want, but you actually have to act. But once you start acting, pathways, uh, roads will become
3: available to you to help you get there.
1: So... I want to, to, uh, this is not what I really want, but suppose I wanted to become a successful politician. I want to be the (laughs) president of the United States or something. If I really want that, I start to act and obviously I don't necessarily have the right connections, the right knowledge, the right mind frame for all of that today but as i go forth and work on it the right people will appear the right knowledge will present itself Mm
3: -hmm. yeah
1: the connections and all that will start to gather to me
0: yeah so to speak okay appear in front of you so that you have a choice whether you're going to use it or not of course but yes exactly And marriage to that is a different kind of storytelling that occurred that also changed my life. And that is my, a a few of us went to the, okay, someone was getting married and their bachelorette party was occurring at this one girl's uh, house. Now this girl had just been recently married. Well, not recently, I would say, six months to a year and um, it was interesting because well we were all single right except obviously this girl was getting married but afterwards this one and she was still it was a roommate as well this one roommate and I stuck around to ask her
3: hey we notice how truly happy you are in your marriage can you Uh tell us how that happened because both of us weren't sure how much marriage could probably contribute (laughs)
0: marriage could possibly how much it could possibly contribute to your happiness we have seen a we had seen a lot of disastrous marriages and we just would have rather been single than ever married someone that would not help us be happy we just didn't know how to do that like we read books obviously but we just didn't know how that could Actually, happened. So while we witnessed this girl really being married and having heard that the first
3: year of marriage is the hardest, we asked her, "Hey, first of all, how did you even meet him? And second of all, why are you
0: so happy?" And she shared with us uh, what happened. And one of the things she said was that one day she woke up and she realized she was ready. She was ready to meet someone would help her to feel even more fulfilled than she was. She was ready to have a change in her life. And so what she decided to do, and I can't remember what gave her the idea, if it just occurred to her or some kind of other story that someone shared in Uh a book and person or a movie or whatever Uh uh, helped her come up with this idea. And pretty much she decided to manifest, right? I know you don't like that term (laughs) at all, but this is exactly what it is. She decided to manifest this man. And so she decided to pray and and tell Heavenly Father, hey, I'm ready and I'm going to prove to you that I'm ready. So for those who don't believe in God, for you, you could have different things that could be the universe or whatever it is. But you pretty much send it out there that you are ready for this thing to come into your life. And these are the action steps you're going to take to prove it, to prove it to yourself and to prove it out to a greater being or the universe okay. that so, you are ready.
1: Okay. So that's what manifesting is. Yeah. is
3: For me, it is.
1: Say wh- you, you basically... Declare what de- you Declare what you want out to the universe mm-hmm. and then you kind of prove that with your thoughts, your actions, your um, words. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. And so uh, she told us all the things she had decided and committed to doing. And it was actually, thinking back now, it was a built, it was habits she had that, that accrued, right? She decided, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna say these things. I'm gonna blah, blah, blah. And they became a habit and she did this for a number of months or a year. I can't remember exactly what it was. It wasn't really that long. And I remember going home and journaling about this, actually. And although
3: a few months later, I was like, okay, I think. I, I wasn't actually, I wasn't ready per se to have um, to get married.
0: But I was ready for to experience a serious relationship because at that point, even though I was in my late 20s, I had not experienced a serious relationship because I just had not wanted to. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Um, But but it stayed in my head and, and I wrote down the things I wanted to do. And I gave myself even a date where I wanted to experience it, blah, blah, blah. And I actually did think. So,
1: sorry, hold on. So a date to so be I, in a serious relationship? Relationship. hmm Okay, mm-hmm, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. I was like, a year and a half from now, okay. I want to be in a serious relationship. This is how I'm going to prepare myself. This is how I'm going to prepare my life, my environment, for that to become a thing. Now, the reason I changed my life is not only because uh, it, it did happen. It, it it did, um, but because it taught me that I could again. It's the same thing with the alchemists. I could have and become whatever I wanted. And this one, I want to focus more on the becoming part. And it it was. I always thought who we are is just who we are, right? Like this is your flaw. It's been your flaw since you were a
3: kid. Okay, just so. This,
1: this is the hand I was dealt. Yeah. And I, I meaning like you can't change the way you think, the way you behave.
0: Yeah. Stuff yeah. Like, which okay. is bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> it's total bullcrap. And I'm so glad I realized that because, you know, there's certain things about ourselves we don't like. And the idea that this is who I am and there's nothing I can do about that. It's just bullcrap. And it helped me to understand, like, if I didn't like a a thing about myself, I could change it. It takes time. It takes effort. But I could change it. Okay. And if I wanted to develop a certain thing, skill, personality, characteristic, or whatever it is, I could get it. Again, it's work. Uh-huh. But I could get it. And it totally changed my mind and my perspective about personal growth because before that person like self-help books and personal growth podcasts or stories or whatever drove me insane. I'm like, Oh my gosh, are the, uh, do these people all need counseling? <laughs> that's exactly because I grew up hearing that. And so that, that's what I believed. And once I changed my perspective, I realized all of life was personal growth and to truly be happy, you have to constantly work on becoming a better person on accruing life skills or accomplishing life goals, Mm -hmm. uh, developing habits, all these things. And I am so glad I was able to hear those stories First through the alchemist, and then through this friend, so that it
3: helps me understand who I could be, and what I could do, and what I could
1: accomplish. Okay, I like that. And fast forward to today, and you've been buried, You've been married for some time, the better part of a decade. Yeah, we have two beautiful children i'm I'm really glad that you, I guess prepared yourself on those other guys so that when I met you <laughs> <laughs> you were you were ready for marriage because that makes me so happy <laughs> um i can I tell you another yeah, thing that kind of went through my head as you were telling me about this? yeah, and it's it's not the point you were making, of course, but but I still think it's a really cool part of the story yeah. is you had whether you intended to or not surrounded yourself with people who were good people like who yeah. uh you know like had you been with you know the kinds of roommates that uh were not interested in bettering themselves i i, I don't know like yeah i think that there was a a certain quality to your roommates at that time yeah that lended itself to this experience
0: oh a hundred percent and it's something i still constantly think about is who am i surrounded on who am i surrounded by because i notice my beliefs my attitude my conversations all is impacted by the people i'm surrounded by and one of the things i truly believe is to become the person i want to become I need to surround myself with those kind of people. Okay. But yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's a really big key to anybody trying to make lasting change. Um, one of the books that we've enjoyed recently was Atomic Habit. Mm, good book. Um, yeah. We, we, we both really liked it and got a lot out of it. Um, and I think that the, the people that we're around can be a trigger to behaviors. Um, and you know, you can, you can check out that book, uh, for kind of more information on like triggers and behaviors and everything. But
0: I think the author's name is James Clear.
1: James Clear. Yeah. Apomic okay. Comic
0: Habits by James Clear.
1: Okay. And that's, that's pretty big right now in the, in the world of self-improvement books. But yeah, I, I definitely think like when there are certain people that I'm around, I will just instantly feel a certain way. And either to the good or to the bad. And it affects my behavior drastically. Mm-hmm. And I don't, sometimes I don't even know why I'm doing the things I'm doing.
0: Yeah, it's not, it, the way they affect you is not always on a conscious level.
1: Yeah, it's like, I, why did why am I acting this way? It, it's because I've learned to act that way around this person. And it's very hard to change that kind of thing, you know. So, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of one of the things that I kind of, I guess, just noticed about that story is uh, the people you had been with. That also reminds me a little bit of when I was starting to look for marriage more seriously. Um, you know, and uh, I grew up in a culture where marriage is more or less the expected thing you do when, when you grow up. You, uh, you, you just make that part of your life plan from... The get go. From the get go, right? So anyways, but so I was I was in college and you know, there's this thing, marriage, that's something I have to do at some point. And it wasn't a a joy, it wasn't a, this is what I really want. It was okay, this is something I have to do at some point. And I was more focused on school. Like I, I was going to college at the time and Uh, you know, doing classes, taking on way too much workload in terms of classes than I could handle. But I was like, Hey, I just need to cut out everything else and just focus on school so that I can be prepared to be a good husband and provide, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, and I was just doing so bad at school. I was taking on too much, and that led to poor grades, having to repeat classes, and I just, the more that happened, the more I dug into it, uh, the more I just was just like, Hey, I just need to focus more. I just need to focus more on school, focus more on school. And it just got to be so bad that I eventually was just like, you know what, this isn't working, you know? And there was kind of some events that kind of led me to realize I need to be taking marriage more seriously. More than just, this is something I need to do eventually. I need to be directly working on finding the right girl. Preparing myself to be ready for when I find her. And it was a few months later I met you. And for some reason, while we were dating, school became so much easier. I don't think I struggled nearly as much. Now part of it was because... I realized I was taking on too much and I had made some changes there as well. But I also think it was just that I had finally gotten my priorities straight. When I was working on what I was supposed to be working on, everything else took care of itself. Honestly. And
0: for you, what you were supposed to be working on was finding someone to spend the rest of your life.
1: Right. Exactly. And then in terms of just... My happiness, like, if you could rate, um, which has made you happier, Darian, getting a college degree or being married to Lorene? It's, like, not even a question, right?
0: It's (laughs) It's getting the college degree. That's right. No. (laughs) Uh,
1: Definitely being married to you has completely transformed my life for the better. Um, And getting a college degree has also transformed my life for the better but not nearly to the same degree. I like I look at who I was a decade ago and who I am now and just my mindset, the way I approach problems, the way that we have dealt with problems in our marriage and come out so much stronger every time. And we I you know, I, I'm sure every marriage has challenges um I and I feel like the ones that we've faced together it's just the fact that we've come through okay has made me just realize what we're capable of I guess mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know so
0: mm-hmm. it's true I feel the more you face although you you don't, you don't necessarily always want to face these things but the more you face and come out better in the end the more you realize what you're capable of. Now, when I say better at the end, I don't necessarily mean that sometimes it's easy or sometimes it's you've solved that problem. But the the growth you experience and the way you handle things you learn from you either learn. Hey, I need to do this better or wow. I surprisingly did that better than I thought, or I handled this well. You learn something and yeah. then you take that, and that becomes part of who you are and what you're capable of. And that's when you know, okay,
3: I can do hard things.
0: Yeah. And I know how to do hard
1: things. Yeah. And it is amazing, like the things that we have faced. So, anyways, uh, I think that. That is a good note to end on. You can find us at shareastory.fm. You can also find us on Instagram at shareastoryfm, Twitter at shareastoryfm, Facebook shareastoryfm.
0: You can email us at stories at shareastory.fm.
1: Yes. Um, And we would love to hear your stories. So if this reminds you of anything, if these stories have... Uh, kind of jogged your memory of some funny things or meaningful things that have happened to you please just share them with us we we intend to share some of our uh, listeners stories in future episodes we still need to come up with a Twitter hashtag for people to share stories at us. I guess we'll just have to see what you guys put out there make up some hashtags and then we'll pick our favorite one and that could be our hashtag for sharing stories So, this has been the Share a Story podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and please share this with your friends. Subscribe to our feed to make sure you get every single episode and we hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Next time on the Share a Story podcast. We didn't have a lot of money. We were looking at kind of apartments available and even the worst ones were like three or four hundred dollars more than what we could really afford. We moved in because it was the only option. When they had told us what they were asking for that place, we both thought basically, I hope they never find out what the market is asking for places like this because if if they found out what they could be charging, we couldn't have lived there anymore.
0: When you wanted to divulge that we went into some kind of financial difficulty, it was... I had a hard time. It was one of the things I learned while living there was not caring what people think.
1: So I said, hey, you know, you could be charging a whole lot more for this place. And he just sort of looked at me with this, I don't know, it was almost like this half smile, like, like, yeah, I know. It was just this this moment of, of clarity, of my eyes were open, and I realized that not only was he a pretty decent landlord, like a really good landlord actually. He was so much more than that.
0: Because I knew what kind of life we were building for and I knew why we were on that path. But it was still a very hard journey. Just thinking about how I felt then and how I felt
3: now about it. Honestly, it was seeing how much growth I have experienced.